See, I can identify because I remember I had built up a callus around my heart. I said, I'll never cry again. I'm a man. I messed around, and this sister brought bringing me to church, and the deacons was praying and preaching and teaching, and folks were saying, and I'm water filling up my eyes. I said, I ain't going to never cry again. God said, yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you who, who's in charge here. And I thank God. He took out that, that stony heart. He gave me a, a heart of flesh. That, that's, that's a, that, is, that, is, uh, that was an impossible feat to look like. But God made it possible for me to come to know him in a personal way. We lost all the audio uh, sister back there. Praise the Lord. Amen. Y'all can hear me still, all right? All right. Okay. Praise God. So l let's look at the scripture. Uh, again, we're in this Advent season. How many are looking for Christmas? And I ain't talking about what's under the tree either. How many are looking for that time where we just kind of have some family fellowship? Anybody remember the good old days? Amen. Well, especially that time when you figured it's not all about what you get under the tree, but it's about the one who hung on the tree. You know. So we're in that time. We're in that time where we reflect on what the Lord has done. In verse 26 of chapter 1 of Luke, it says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. You, you know, uh, you know, just just... Just chew on that for a minute in the sixth month. There's a reason that he mentioned the sixth month, and we're gonna, we'll see that again as we get a little bit further down here. Uh, sent, sent, he sent the angel Gabriel. There's two angels that have been mentioned in Scripture. We know there's multitudes of angels, but we've heard of Gabriel and of Michael, and, and these are messaging angels, and, and these are powerful angels, and, and they're, all everything they do is because God has sent them and told them what to do. Sent him to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. You know, further on in the gospel, we'll find uh, a man by the name of Nathaniel said, is there anything, anything good come out of, out of Nazareth? You know, can anything good come out of Compton? You know, that type of thing. You know, any, anything good come out of Oak Muggy, my hometown down in Oklahoma? See, but, but, but Nathaniel found that there was something good that came out of Nazareth. So the angel, Gabriel, was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. In those days, an engagement was binding just like a marriage. She was a young girl. She was a virgin girl. And so here, this powerful angel sent by God to her, and her, she was engaged to Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. Let me just stop there for a minute. Say the angel came in. I don't think he knocked on the door, uh, hit the ring, you know. And, and, and the door may not have even been opened, but the angel came in. See, 
See, see, see when, when God is moving and when God is sending messengers, it's out of the ordinary. It's, it's supernatural. So the Bible said that, uh, and, and having come in, uh, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. You know, that sounds like, wow, hey, right on. She could be saying, yeah, me? I don't think so. When, when an angel shows up, you have to get your composure. You know, I, I, have, well, I haven't seen an angel, but I think somebody that confronted me one night saw an angel. Some of the saints here remember uh, my little story I had. I was supposed to be getting some milk at the, at the dairy over in Pasadena years ago. Our little baby was young. I hadn't been saved about a year or two or so, about a year or so. And here was a big old fight broke out. Make a long story short. Right up there, I had went, left the dairy, went to uh, AutoZone, just looking around and stuff. And here was a big old commotion and fight going on outside. And before I know it, the little man said, Mr. You hold the door while I call the police. <laughs> oh, this is just great. Here I am, and I, I, I was, Andre, I was showing up skinny uh, then. And here I am holding the door, and here's this wild man outside calling everybody. He could see everything but a child of God. And I get on the door, and my little natural mind with my little flat muscles say, open the door and hit him upside the head first. But I'm saved now. I don't, I'm not thinking like that. ain't going to work. And all of a sudden, that man looked at me, and he screamed like a woman, like a girl. And like somebody, he screamed, ah, and he broke out running. I don't know what he saw. I didn't think I looked that bad, but <laughs> he broke out running, ran out across the street. People started coming out of the building wondering, where, where did he go? No telling, but when God sent an angel. God, we don't have to fight in this battle anymore. We have a God who fights for us. We have a Savior who loves us, who, who cares for everything. You know, I'm going to show you. Look, I'm going to get into this because it is communion day. I'm not going to take all day. But, you know, you, how many can attest that God is even concerned about the small things in your life? Have you ever lost your keys in the house? You know, and you didn't turn over. You didn't turn over the bed and the couch covers, and and look, don't let it be your eyeglasses. You already can't see it now. You can't find your glasses, and you start praying, "Oh God, you know where my glasses is at." And after a while, that is. So if God is concerned about my glasses and my keys. How much more is he concerned about me and the real needs, the real situations in my life? The nation of Israel, they were under Roman bondage. They, they were in a bad way. They hadn't heard a word from God, but now God has started moving. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, listen to this. Because here, here's, you know, the salutation. Oh, wow, favored by God. But, but I don't know just what she heard, but when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. You know, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting is this? What, what, what is, you know, an angel? What's, what's going on? And, and then the angel said to her, listen to this, 
do not be afraid. Because if you see an angel, you're going to be afraid. You know, have you ever been on the edge of a building or something, or, or looking over edge, and, and you feel like something crawling up your back? <laughs> no, y'all, I'm just the only one. I, I know. <laughs> they used to call it the yellow streak. <laughs> you know. But when, when you see an angel of God, that ain't, that's not nothing natural. That's nothing you see all the time. All of a sudden, where did he come from? All of a sudden, the angel is there in the room with me. And, and, and so, but he, the angel said to her, do not, be afraid, do not be, be afraid. Listen to this, Mary. You mean God knows my name? When, when others may forget my name, you know, you get my age now, I'm just, I'm just being frank. Some of y'all can identify, some of y'all ain't got there yet. Have you ever met somebody for the first time and they tell you their name? And 30 seconds later, you don't want to tell nobody, you don't, you don't remember. <laughs> Am I the only one? But God knows my name. God knows your name. And guess what? He's concerned about me. He's concerned about you. And he has a plan for us. He has a perfect plan for us. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. I believe this was a supernatural don't be afraid. I, I believe the presence of, of this angel that's sent by God, and as he spoke, a peace came over. You know, sometimes we need to be still so we can hear from God. Sometimes there's too much noise going on. Sometimes we need to not just fast from in and out Burger, but we need to fast from, from noise. You know, turn, turn, I'm just saying, turn, turn off the TV. Turn off Facebook and YouTube for a minute. Get, get, let it get quiet so we can hear from God. I ain't said nothing wrong with them platforms, but sometimes we need to hear from God. Sometimes we can't hear from God because it's too much noise. He said, you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. You will conceive in your womb. It's not saying that you might conceive in your womb. Uh, it's a possibility, but he said, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Yeah. Mm. You shall call his name Jesus. Uh, the Lord our Savior. Uh, same as Joshua in the Old Testament. You shall, you shall call his name. So we understand you will conceive and you will have a son and you will call him Jesus, and it's something Mary didn't pick that. Mary and Joseph didn't pick this name. God picked this name. We were looking at John uh, the Baptist, at Zachariah, and they didn't pick his name. God picked his name. There's something in the name, and you shall call his name Jesus. Listen to this. This is our Lord now, y'all. We're talking about. I'm gonna say, folks, in the house. He say he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house. Uh, uh, he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there shall be no end. Isn't that something? Yeah. 
of his kingdom there shall be no end. How many know one day we're going to be over in glory and we're going to rejoice with God for around the throne, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts forever. I'm talking about that place where there'll be no more crying. Mm. There'll be no more dying. There'll be no more sadness. There'll be no more sickness and pain. Every day is going to be Sunday. Mm. You know, see, see, and, and matter of fact, this is uh, the show you talks about uh, David's kingdom. He will, he said he will reign over the house of Jacob uh, forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. And, and I'm reminded over in 2 Samuel chapter 7 as, as God was, was building and, 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 and making the covenant with David. One verse in verse 16 of 2 Samuel 7 says, And your house and your kingdom shall be established forever before you. Your throne shall be established forever. The, the angel is saying to Mary, what God has already said in time past, if God said it, he'll do it. If God spoke it, he'll bring it to pass. I want to encourage somebody today, don't give up on what God has told you before he's going to do. Listen, hold on and trust God. If God said it, he's going to do it. God's not a man that he should lie. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. And, and so he said, and the angel answered and said to her, listen to this. Oh, no, let me back up. I missed one. Verse 34. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I know no man? She wasn't, sure, she wasn't, she wasn't like Zechariah where he doubted what the angel had said. She said, how can this be? Now, mind you, this is a young, she's a teenager. In, in that day, you know, and, and she's a young virgin girl, and, 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 she, and you know, no doubt she's heard about the birds and the bees, flowers and the trees, thank the moon above thing called love. Yeah. You know, she said, how can this be? Since I do not know a man. She was engaged, but in that day, that engagement, that betrothal, there was no sexual activity until the marriage was consummated, but it was binding. And she said, how can this be? Remember now, the subject today is God takes what's impossible and makes it possible. Isn't this where faith comes in? You know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We, 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 we trust in a God who we haven't seen. It's almost like the little boy flying the kite, and he had so much string, he just kept letting the, letting the, the wind was blowing good. He kept letting out more string. He kept going so high, so so high you couldn't even see it no more. Old man passed by and said, man, what are you doing? Little boy said, I'm flying my kite. He said, I don't see no kite. <laughs> what kite? How you know? How you know the kite is still? He said, every now and then I feel it pulling. Uh, anybody like that today where every now and then, hey, hey sister, he, you, you feel him down on the inside. Reaffirming, re reinforcing it in our lives what he's already said. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit, this is the first time in the New Testament where the Holy Spirit is mentioned here in Luke, who was so dynamic in his writing. How can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said, you know, if you got a question, God's got an answer. Yeah. 
Whatever your question is, whatever your doubt is, ask the Lord. He said, what in Jeremiah, is it Jeremiah 33? He said, call upon me, and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things that you don't know. When I read that, I said, oh, thank you, God. It's so much I don't know, but I'm calling upon you, God. Because you said you'd answer me. You showed me great and, and awesome thing. He said, an angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Mm. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Uh, the, 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 the power of the one who spoke in the universe came into existence. Therefore also that holy one who is to be born will be called the son of God. Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you, God. And, 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 and now indeed, listen to this. Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. I don't know if Elizabeth even know how many months she was. I don't know. That's, that's way above my pay grade. But the angel knew. See, the word of the Lord had came to Zechariah and said, listen, man, your wife is going to have a baby and you're going to name him John. He said, and he heard all that. He said, we, we old. And she ain't never had a baby. That's impossible. And, and so the angel said, so, so, sir, for you, you're not going to be able to say a word until the baby is born. So he came out of the temple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he couldn't talk no more. But this young lady, she asked the question, how can this be? And she's getting an answered. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative had also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. She was called barren. It was a blight upon her uh, in that day of not being able to have a child. Listen to this word. Now, this is where the subject comes in. Verse 37, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Could y'all help me just say that together? For with God, nothing will be impossible. Do we believe that today? Uh, any of us have any of those deep things that we're praying about? Do any of us have some hard things we're praying about? And, and we don't see the end of this thing, and we don't know how it's going to come out, and, and, but, but we're crying, we're calling upon the name of the Lord. Hey. Thank you, Lord. Nothing will be impossible. And then get this, Brother Chuck. Then, the, then Mary said, mm, Behold the, man, the, the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. I can hear the angel now saying, Mission accomplished. Hey, God sent me down here to Galilee. And I've delivered her the word, and she said, let it be done unto me. Yeah. Don't that remind you that Mary, Jesus' mother, don't it remind you when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and, and, and death was facing him, crucifixion was facing him, and he said, Lord, if it be possible, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me, but nevertheless not my will. Your will be done. She said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. We got to get to understand that what God's word said is what counts. It's not how I feel. It's not about what I see. We walk by faith and not by sight. 
And now that we're seeing so much stuff that, that can shake our foundation. But we need to be solid in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. And so, so when I begin to think about the God who, who makes the impossible possible, and you begin to look through Scripture, you see it all through Scripture. Everywhere you look, you see God doing the impossible. You see God raising his people up. You see God de defeating the enemy. You, you all, some of you, y'all remember the story of Job, right? It says this sad story, most of the whole thing. All of the trouble he had, the sickness, the pain, the loss of everything he had, loss of his children. And I'm sure that people around him were saying, it's impossible for this man to get back up again. It's impossible for him to be healed. Oh, but the God we serve gave Job double for his trouble. Gave him twice of what he ever had. It just gave him the same amount of kids. He said, well, I don't want to put too many kids on you. But gave him double. You know, David, young man, he, he, he hears that, that there's a battle going on. And, 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 and what, it's this big giant named Goliath. He's got all the army of Israel scared, and his brothers are scared. And, and, and he comes out, and he says, who is this big uncircumcised Philistine here who defies the very people of God? He said, you know what? I've killed a bear, and I've killed a lion. And this big Philistine has got to go. And I imagine his brother and everybody would say, okay, this is impossible. This little runt with a slingshot, and you got this big old nine-foot giant? Oh, see, but we're talking about the God who makes the impossible possible. Yeah. And David said, just give me some stones here. And he wound up that little slingshot, and the first shot, woo, 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 it was on radar, laser-guided rock. Hit Goliath in the, in the middle of his forehead, and he fell out dead. That's the God who makes the, the impossible possible. Moses, can you all remember the story of Moses and the children of Israel down in Egypt? Slaves being, being tortured, uh, being, you know, being misused and abused. And, and, and God said, you know what, Moses, you go down there and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And a long story, but when it came full circle, God gave him the release. Pharaoh said, you know what? I'm done. Get out of here. And here they got on the move, going to worship the Lord. You ever, ever been on your way to church and something come up, and the devil tried their best to keep you from going to church? But they got out there, and, and God had promised them the promised land where they were going, but they get out there, and all of a sudden Pharaoh said, wait a minute, what have I done? Why did I let these people go? Who going to make the bricks now? Who can I whip now? He said, we're going after them. So here's all of God's people in the wilderness headed, and here's the Red Sea in front of them. Here's the enemy with his horses and his chariots and his swords and all that behind them. And to the natural person and even to some of them, it's like, this is impossible. We are doomed. Oh, but the God who, who makes possible the impossible said, Moses, stretch out your rod over the Red Sea, and the Red Sea parted, and the children of Israel went across on dry land. And you know what really blessed me? Because before they did that, God told Moses, listen, the enemy you see today, you'll see no more forever. Wow. Some of you all need to know today, some of the things you're going through, 
you'll see no more forever. God is going to come to your rescue. God going to make everything all right. What seemed to be impossible to you, God said, it's no problem. It's possible for me. In, in, in 1 Corinthians 1, 27 through 29, it shows us how God is not like us. You know, he don't operate like we do. His, his, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are high above ours as the heaven is above the earth. God takes things as simple and confound people. Have you ever seen how ants work together? I, I, okay, the ant is no bigger than this. And I'd be saying, how big can his brain be? You know, I mean, how, how big is his muscles? But they be working and carrying stuff around and dead spiders and leaves. I'm like, what? And you can't figure it out. You know, have you seen some of the National Geographic stuff where, where you've got so far down in the ocean, it's no light down there, and the fish is lighting up? Got fluorescent fish. I'm talking about the God <laughs> who can do the impossible. Listen to what the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 1 27 through 29. This is the New King James Version. It says, But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. There's no one wiser than God. I don't care if they think they is, they're not. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty and the base things of the world and the things which are despised God has chosen I put myself in that God chose me as raggedy and wretched as I want God you chose me it's a, and, and things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are? Listen, and here's the punchline, that no flesh should glory in his presence. It's nothing that I've done. It's nothing that you've done. It's what he has done. And I, I'm going to say a couple of things. I'm going to close out with this. But I, I remember when the Lord blessed Sandy and I to remarry after three years almost of divorce. I'm just so happy. And now I know Jesus too. And I'm happy about my, my wife. And she would cook dinner. I come home from work and I say, Ooh, baby, that show sure was good. She said, Thank the Lord. <laughs> I'm like, and this this and she still do it. I'm like, but I want to thank you. Thank the Lord. I, I didn't understand at the time what she was saying. But what she was saying is give God the glory. For the great things that He has done, for Him preparing this food for us. He, he make it available for me to even cook. And, and then I begin to say, oh, I see now. I understand what she's saying, but I was mad at first. Come on now. Just say thank you. You know. But see, now we've learned together to look up to heaven and say, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you promised us you're going to do. God, thank you. When our babies was almost dead, God, you raised them up. Thank you. When we were on our bed of affliction, God, you healed us. Thank you, Lord. When you brought us out of darkness into this marvelous light, thank you, Lord. When there was no food in the refrigerator, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. When we begin to say thank you to the Lord. 
Thank you to the one who's able to make the impossible possible. Thank you, Lord. See, with God, there's, there's nothing impossible for him. And he says some things to us. And he gives us his word sometimes, and it don't make sense to us. Oh, but if we just line up with God's word. It don't have to make sense, but if God said it, we ought to do it. Somebody used to say, well, God said it. I believe that's settled. If God said it, it's settled anyway. So I'm just going to trust him. You remember when, I'm going to close up with this. Remember when, uh, uh, when the uh, young ruler came to Jesus and said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said, well, first of all, why you call me good? Only nobody good but God. He said, well, you know, honor your father and mother. You know, love the Lord God with all your heart. You know, he gave him, started giving the commandment. He said, well, I've done all this from my youth. Well, Jesus said, take everything you got and sell and give to the poor. He left with his head down. He said, oh, this too had dog. I can't give up the stuff, see. But, but when you keep reading the narrative, because Jesus' disciples, like we are disciples of Christ, we're followers of Christ, and we're listening, we're hinging on every word he says. And when Jesus saw that the man became very sorrowful, this is Luke 18, 24 through 27, he said, how hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Those disciples, those around him who heard this, the Bible said, those who heard it said, then who can be saved? Who can, who can be saved? And this is what Jesus said. These things which are, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Hey, hey, thank you. Just want to share with somebody today. Because I feel somebody today feel as though they're, 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 there's things that ain't going to get no better. If we're not careful, we'll just say this is my lot and I'm just going to live with it. I'm talking about the God who can resurrect dreams, can renew visions. What he told you once and years ago, it's still good today. Amen. Trust the Lord with all your heart. What's, what's impossible for man is just right for God. One with God is the majority. Saints, God bless you. Let's be blessed of the Lord. We're going to have communion, but come on, let's, let's worship the Lord for a moment. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And she's playing and ready to worship. We're praying for the saints. We're praying for Sister Janet today. We're praying for Brother Ron. Praying for the Herrera family. I listened so long. We're praying for Mother Lee. We're praying for Mother Anthony. Thank you, Lord. If I can hold 
Change. 